This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Ashley I's voice is going to sound a little different for a while because I have a very special co-host, the Deaner, the Deanie baby. Hey. How are you, Ben? (laughs) Man, you did so good last time. We had to have you back. I'm flattered. Thank you so much for having me back. But uh, I feel very special because I get to be your co-host this time, um, at least for a while. I hear a rumor that Ashley jumped on a plane to fly back because she had to be in studio with you. She could not be away from you for too much longer. It's pretty lonely in here without her. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, Well, Dean, thanks for joining us, man. We had a crazy Bachelor in Paradise premiere last night. And uh, it's good that you're around because I feel like if anybody would know what went down, it could be somebody that was there. Um, Dean, let's. Uh, I just want to jump into it and hear your kind of recap of last night. Uh, or I guess I just want to hear your recap, I guess, of, of the premiere episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I, I liked it. I thought that it encompassed the, the early relationships uh, pretty well and... Um, obviously there's a lot of drama around the whole Corinne DeMario thing and, and they showed a lot of footage from that. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought overall it was a, it was a good episode. So uh, that, I mean, I guess that's been the hot topic, right? I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everybody has been talking about it, made national news. Um, I, you know, outside of, of the actual events that took place from your perspective, wh- while you were there in paradise and, and the cameras kind of went down, what were you thinking? Did you, did you know what was going on? Um, they didn't really give us much information about what was going on. They just said that there was an incident and then that we'd be, they would be delaying, um, um, filming for the time being. And we, we pretty much went about our lives living on the island there in paradise for, you know, the next three days. Um, doing what? Were you allowed to talk to each other? Yeah. I mean, of course we were, we were basically, we were hanging out normally just without cameras, um, while they were figuring out what they wanted to do about everything. Um, so, I mean, so you, you were in the same place that we're seeing on TV there. I've, I haven't been down there. So you're, you're on that little, in that little, well, I don't know, hut area thing and no cameras around. So you were literally living in paradise with no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. And it was interesting too, because what we won't be able to see is a lot of those relationships continue to grow while the cameras were gone. Right. So, you know, there's going to be probably about a 10 day period that we won't see when, uh, we all come back for, I don't know if it's episode two or episode three or which one it is, but um, a lot of the relationships and the friendships, uh, romantic ones, what have it, are going to be much closer than they were um, before we left. I mean, that's I mean, that's a, a great thing to bring up to to all the listeners. Then, so the fans of Bachelor in Paradise are going to see the res- resuming of Paradise, right, where, where the cameras come back in and, and all of you kind of gather together again. And what the viewer needs to understand is that for three days there were no no stresses, no cameras, and so people were just building relationships and starting to talk to each other, maybe more than they would if cameras were around. Well, three days, three days there, and then t- I think it was maybe like seven days when we were all basically flown back to our homes, um, and then eventually flown back to Mexico. So, um, you know, there was basically a week, ten days, where we're all essentially in a group chat, talking pretty much every single day. Um, you know, obviously relying on each other for support and, and updating with each other if we hear anything. So, um, it, it was a lot of back and forth that pretty much all of the cast members had with each other. So that's sort of interesting. So you could really develop a relationship with somebody you just met or a friendship during that off time. Yeah, and it's it's so much more of a real life scenario too. I mean, you know, obviously when you're on Paradise or The Bachelor, Bachelorette, you don't really have the opportunity to um, see how someone, I guess, acts when you're not immediately in front of them. It's always just face to face interaction. But this is more of like uh, a real world setting of uh, this is how I act with them. You know, when we're halfway across the country, whatever it is. 
I mean, I guess, so how many of these relationships that we're going to see uh, coming up throughout the season really start to blossom um, in this little period of time? There, I, there, there are quite a few of them. Um, I mean, I, I can't put a specific number on it, but I would say almost majority of them were influenced by it. Wow. I mean, that's what, what a unique situation. I mean, I almost kind of feel as, as, as I'm thinking about this, that's not a bad format for the show in general, right? Like bring in the cameras, introduce everybody, you know, get everybody kind of comfortable, then everybody leave and, and give these people two or three days just to kind of invest into each other without any cameras around. And then we'll come back in and kind of catch back up with their stories. Do you think that's a good format to maybe keep in the, in the future? It's definitely interesting. It, it's definitely like the most unique, uh, I, I guess, in, in situation in, in the Bachelor franchise, up, at least in Paradise up until this point. So, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I guess it's kind of still early to, to make that judgment, but it definitely it definitely influenced things quite a bit. Dean, did you have a, a relationship continue throughout these couple of days? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, because I mean, I saw a little meme of you sitting on the beach all alone playing with sand. <laughs> and, I, and as somebody, that I, I think you're great. And from everything I hear, which is a lot from Ashley, um, I and I guess our producer, Amy, there, uh, you seem like an awesome dude. And, and I was I was looking at these memes and I was sad for a second. I was thinking, poor Dean uh, is just chilling on the beach all alone now. No, I think the the point that I was hanging out by myself, I was like the only guy on the island or on the beach. And there was like four girls and they were having their girl time. And I was like, I'm just going to go play in the sand for a little bit by myself um, and like Man, let, I, let them I have their that. girl time. <laughs> I love that. You know, one thing I, I want to ask you about, because it, you want, people kind of forget, but when I was on The Bachelorette, I was 25. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody criticized me for being young, right? He's too young to do this. He's not really ready. He's not interested. He's just doing this for, for kicks and giggles. And, and I knew, you know, I, I, that wasn't the case. I, I was ready. Um, so you and I can relate in that level. Now I'm 28, so you can see how much of my, my life has been consumed uh, with The Bachelor. Uh, and you better be careful because this could be you soon. <laughs> um, but I want to I hear your thoughts. So at 25, you're sitting on the beach. Uh, were you ready to kind of find a relationship in paradise? Yeah, I, I wanted to, to be able to jump in head first. And I mean, funny enough, that is kind of what happened. So um, I think that everyone that was there was was ready and willing for that. It just obviously happened for some people and, and not so much for others. Yeah, it, 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 I think you're right. I mean, I think that's always good to, to kind of protect yourself there and, and make sure people know, like, you're not doing this just for fun because a lot of this isn't just fun, right? I mean, a lot of it is, is hard work, uh, and it's a lot of just downtime. It's a lot of playing in the sand, and uh, it's good to know that you went there uh, for the right reasons. Yeah, I mean, as much as it kind of stinks to say, some of the most stressful moments of my life have happened over the past four or five months when I've been filming the show. So there are obviously a, a lot of fun moments that have, have taken place both during and after, but um, it's, it's definitely a give and take. I want to ask quickly about the shutdown. So what we saw on the first episode was very dramatic. Like they, The girls were like, what? happening and like all that so what really happened like if you could just describe for a minute was there a buzz did you know Corinne and Demario had been pulled away I mean what I know is pretty much what everyone knows I wasn't there for any of the interactions between them so I can't really speculate too much but um I mean when the shutdown happened when they turned the cameras off uh Corinne and Demario were removed so it was basically all of the original cast members minus those two and, you know, of course, we could we could circulate rumors amongst the group, but none of us really knew exactly what happened. Um, and that's another thing, too. You know, during the shutdown, uh, some of us spoke with Mario, some of us spoke with Corinne, and we got both sides of that story. And obviously, there's a lot of press about it. So um, it, it's nice to be able to see, I guess, it all played back because this is my first time seeing it 
with my own eyes. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think the way you viewed it last night, because there's a lot of questions that I'm getting sent in through email from, from listeners. Do you feel like the way it was shown last night was appropriate and kind of, uh, done similar to how it really happened in real life or were there things edited out? Were there things over dramatized? I mean, as, um, was it like a cor- correct portrayal last night? Yeah. As far as I observed, I think that they, they displayed it pretty well. Um, again, I'm not sure if they're leaving anything out or, or add anything extra, but from what I saw, it, it, it seemed to be pretty harmless. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys in terms of what I know from just from what I saw. Well, that's it. I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, that's totally fine. That's an interesting perspective that you were there, you you were a part of everything, and that you didn't, and that still you didn't know. I mean, you, that wasn't affecting the every moment of every day until really the shutdown, right? No, not at all. And I think the night of the shutdown, um, I was removed from the group as well. I think uh, I pulled Christina aside and uh, I guess noted how stressful it must be for her, and so I gave her like like an hour long massage in the privacy of like one of the cabanas. Oh my God. <laughs> Dean, why do you got to Dean, Deanie, man. Well, uh, here's the problem, Dean. Uh, you're, you're kind of in a place right now. Not a problem. I'm jealous. Honestly, you can do no wrong. So you announcing to uh, the public that you just gave Christine an hour long massage because it must've been stressful. It's about as, as charming and every woman out there listening to this, this podcast is just melting right now because <laughs> an idea of a, an hour-long bean massage is a dream. I, I was doing it for selfish reasons. I just wanted to get one back eventually. And did that happen? Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody so came weird. down the stairs, did she sort of was she the one that you liked right away? Uh, I was definitely the most struck by her beauty the first time she came down the stairs. Um, I, I think that she has a really fun personality too. And that as time wore on that first day, I began to get to see that. Um, it's funny too. Cause I, I was, I was drinking quite, I mean, not quite a bit, but I was definitely like having fun with my friends. And then I realized that she wasn't drinking very much. And when I began to realize that her and I had a spark, I was like, all right, I need to tone it back, keep drinking water and kind of like focus in on this. So you were, I mean, you're ready to sacrifice your fun to kind of get, in, to, to get to know Christine a little better. Absolutely. Oh man, this is uh, this is going to be a fun uh, storyline to see played out through the whole season. I'm not going to I'm not going to really pressure you to answer because I, I want to watch as a fan and as a friend and kind of see where this goes. And I honestly don't know, uh, but I could tell after last night's episode there was something there that was special, um, not just with you, but with a couple of the couples there. And and I, I just on a scale of one to ten, uh, how much love was there in Paradise this year? Compared to previous seasons, I guess is the only way we can really do it. I would say maybe like a seven. Um, I will say, last there was a lot of love last season, and that's the only season I watched. So mm-hmm. it's 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 basically the only one I'm comparing it to. Um, but I think okay. I think the last season had a little bit more love than this one. Well, yeah, and this and this is kind of something I I, I want to start um, talking about at the beginning of this podcast, considering this is season one of Bachelor in Paradise, almost famous episode one. <laughs> So the shutdown happened, the filming schedule or the amount of time that you're on the island is shortened. Did that negatively affect anything or did it, did it affect the relationships at all? Or do you feel like people just kind of got right back up and going? Wait, the, the shutdown you mean? Yeah, after the shutdown, filming was kind of condensed, right? I mean, you, you were pretty rushed. You were only there a few more weeks. Do you think that affected the situation? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So so maybe the shutdown kind of eliminated a few rose ceremonies, obviously eliminated a few days that we could spend with each other. 
and people were probably trying to expedite their relationships a little bit more than they would be otherwise. Um, it definitely it definitely changed things. And again, I don't have anything to compare it to, but you could definitely feel the tension in the air, uh, maybe among the people that were less solidified in their relationships that they they felt like the time was uh, dwindling down and they, they had to, um, you know, make some moves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I'm, I'm watching the preview, Dean, and I'm a little bit of a pessimist because I, I live in, I've lived in this world for a while and, and I get asked the question all the time, how can somebody fall in love in such a short period of time? And, and I can say, well, I, and I know from experience, it can happen. I, I, I don't know. The, the psychology around it, I don't know the science around it, but it can happen, right? Um, and I'm watching the preview for Paradise this year, and there are a lot of tears. And I was honestly surprised because I expected this to be just more of a all fun and games. Everybody goes, has a good time, it, you know, spends time on the beach, and they get back, and they, they come back to the real world. And if they want to pursue a relationship, they do. But it seems emotional. I mean, this season is going to be emotional, isn't it? Well, I mean, I was expecting that, too. I was expecting to go to the beach and have fun with my friends, maybe – um, you know, obviously meet a cool girl, but I, I'm not sure if you noticed in that preview, I was sobbing kind of a lot. <laughs> and, I, I um, been there, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, as you, as you're well aware, you know, you, you develop feelings much quicker sometimes than you ever expect to. And, um, when things don't necessarily go the way that you want them to, uh, it's, it can be pretty upsetting. Yeah. I mean, what, I guess, what is it, what is it about in your opinion, bachelor or bachelor in paradise that kind of, um, allows feelings to be wide open like this that allows feelings to happen quicker than you, than the real world well what do you think i mean because obviously all you're really doing is you know you're you're interviewing with people talking about these people constantly uh there's no distractions that the real world typically has for you so i, I mean what do you think i think those are probably the main ones for me you just kind of immerse yourself in this um environment and you allow yourself to be you know obviously fully open and, and susceptible to the feelings that you have when normally you have these uh, these other distractions that kind of allow you to focus on so something else yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think you hit it spot on. I've, al- I've always, when I think about it, I've always said it's the elimination of distractions. And so maybe it's a good lesson for, for the real, for real life is as you pursue somebody or as, as you are trying to meet um, that person that you, you could spend the rest of your life with, it, it's important to try to eliminate as many distractions as possible so that you can really focus on the relationship. I think that's it. I mean, it, when you're the bachelor or bachelorette or, or when you're in Bachelor in Paradise, you really only have one responsibility. And that's not to fall in love. It's to pursue people the, at the best of your ability and to see if there's a connection. Um, and I think that's a really, I mean, that's what I've always said. It's a really good opportunity for anybody to participate in as long as it's done well and with the right intention. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, I don't know. If, do you know about FabFitFun? Uh, tell me about it. So FabFitFun is this box, okay? It's a box full of a ton of goodies. All the products in this box are full size. Listen to this. Okay, I mean this is crazy. It's a box full of goodies, and it's only forty nine ninety nine each season. What? And each, I mean, I'm serious. And each box is a two hundred dollar that has a two hundred dollar value inside of it. Hey Ben, do you want me to take this over for you? Is this Ashley? It is. Ashley, please take this over. Ben's just so excited right now. I know. He's so happy that I'm here to recover for him. Um, ben, you were saying it's. $200 worth of good stuff, but you're only going to pay $49.99 each season. And if you use our code, Almost Famous, you'll actually get $10 off, so it's even cheaper than that. But they are full-size products. It's not even sample products. You are going to get some really cool stuff, including one of my very favorite things, Dr. Brandt's Pore Dermabrasion. It's basically... 
a facial scrub that you use a couple times a week, and it makes your skin feel so soft, but it also allows all your other products to sink in properly. Love that. Also love the Mana Cardar. <laughs> Yeah, I also love. You can't even say it. How do you love? Okay, it? I know I love the lip stain, but I don't know how to say the brand name. This stuff is actually twenty four dollars, and you're gonna get it in the box, and your box is gonna be less than fifty. And your Dr. Brand stuff that's fifty eight dollars, and you're getting it in this box. Seriously, I'm seeing the prices of all the products here, and it's like it's insane. They're all expensive, nice products, and you're getting it for. but don't forget that $10 off code with Almost Famous. So head over to FabFitFun, get the editor's box, that is their fall box coming out in September, and enjoy. Enjoy it. And here's the deal. Ashley, it's just so good to see you. (laughs) It's good to hear you, Ben. You're in the office again? Well, here's the deal. What in the world? I know. I'm sorry. We're going to solve it. But here's, here's the thing, Ashley is I replaced myself with Dean, which I know is an upgrade for you. So you have Dean sitting next to you now, and I'm just going to continue to be far, far away and allow this this relationship to blossom between the two of you. Oh, my gosh. Well, we see each other enough that I don't need him taking your spot here at iHeart. Um, last night, I want to tell all the listeners out there, last night we were Dean, Amy, Ashley, and myself were on a text thread during Paradise, and, uh, and it kind of hit me. That you know, I still and I've, I've talked about this before. I close my eyes during most makeup makeout scenes because I get really, really just feeling awkward. And, and then stop! I, this and is then a joke, only, right? And then the only person that I watched was Dean's makeout scene <laughs> because I needed to get some pointers because <laughs> Ashley talks so highly of Dean that I figure he's just a good kisser. Um, which which brings me to a listener email that we're going to fill in real oh quick. Oh my gosh! I have to talk about it. We have a listener email that we'll, we'll do listener emails later as well. But this listener email says, ask just pretty directly, um, Dean, if Ashley, I confessed her love for you, would you be interested? And like, does that mean that I have confessed love of for Dean in other places? No, no, this is an email. Actually, I, I, we can shut this down right now if with, with an answer here. But then oh it gosh, follows up I with, um, uh, ha, ha, have you and Ashley, I kissed before, which I know the answer to this. But I think we should clear this up before we get started for the rest of the po- podcast. What do you mean you know the answer? Well, you you haven't kissed, I don't think. I don't know. Um, revealing stuff oh, like that geez. would be a huge spoiler, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now things are getting crazy. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Then. Uh, we're not going to get an answer from these two. So we're going to talk about last night's episode. I have a couple bullet points uh, from our text thread last night. Uh, that I would like to talk about. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start out there and throw one out there at you, Robbie Pear. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's perfectly manicured at all times. I didn't think it was that bad at first when you guys were texting, and then I started seeing it from different angles, and I was like, oh, okay. There's a piece of his hair that is significantly longer than the rest of his hair, <laughs> and he just he brushes it back on that one side. Do you think he's receding more on one side? Uh, I can't really say much about it because I think my hair looks really weird. Your hair looks beautiful. I buzzed all of it off the other day, partly because I, know, I thought it looked really weird. I know, and you know how I'm mad about that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I can understand Robbie's uh, decision with what he's doing. Well, I need your advice uh, from a woman's perspective. How does he Never do cut like, your hair. What, That's what's my the process advice. of getting your hair to look like that, you think? Is it is it natural? Is there like a, I mean, is there a straight iron? Is it a lot of gel? How does How does that happen? 
I don't think he uses anything like that. I'm sure he uses a lot of gel to keep it in place, but I definitely don't think he needs a, a flat iron. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't you, know. Actually. Let's talk to Dean. I have no clue. Because Dean was in the bathroom with him. You guys all share a bathroom. Did he have any special tools? There, so there were two separate rooms. I did not room with Robbie. I cannot speak uh, objectively about his hair products or hair grooming routine. Um, I did laugh out loud at Daniel Maltby's comment about the flat iron last night because I started looking at it. I was like, yeah, I could see him using a flat iron. But I, I will say that I didn't see any of those products or uh, utensils in the bathrooms whenever I was around. <laughs> Would you have used them if you could have, Dean? I mean, you could learn a thing or two. I could learn a lot. I mean, out of interest, I'll, I'll try anything once. If it could uh, drastically improve my hair, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, Joe Jonas used to use a hair straightener all the time, and that was the peak of my obsession with him. Uh, well, if we could all be Joe Jonas. So, um, Rob, uh, move, continue with the Robbie conversation. Dean, what do you think of Robbie's apps? They're fantastic. They're pretty something. They're something. He put us all to shame the second he walked onto that beach. I'm not like somebody who's like really into abs or anything. Like that's not going to make or break a guy for me for sure. But the thing about Robbie's abs are they're fascinating to look at because they are actually a doll's abs. Like they don't look real. Like you know how Emma Stone says that about Ryan Gosling and Crazy Stupid Love. She's like, you look photoshopped. Like when I look at Robbie, I'm like, no, that's actually Photoshop. Ben, do you have abs? Yeah. No. Come on. <laughs> do you have abs? I don't Dean? I don't have abs either. So hey, we're in the same boat. Do girls love abs? I don't really give a flying F. What do you I, you know? You know? Well, I don't know. Not? I mean that's good for us, Ben. Why not? Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't have a beer belly, as long as you don't look fat, then you're good. I'm more into arms. I think arms are sexy. Yeah. What, what is it, the, the, the triceps or, or the biceps? Both of them, to be honest. Um, I think there's something very sexy about a guy's forearms. I think it's an understated part of them. Um, yeah. Hands are a big thing. And then, but yeah, your your tricep is important because it shows how uh, easy it's going to be to pick us up. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Dean, we got to keep taking notes here. I mean, that's one of the things that I've been using uh, – Ashley, uh, I for on this podcast is to get some good advice for me personally. And so if it's about the biceps, the triceps and the forearms, you better believe I'm hitting the gym this afternoon. Noted. Noted. I'm definitely taking notes right now. Yeah, no, his arm looks really good. Just for all you ladies out there wondering. Dean, I have a question that I think a lot of guys probably struggle with on the show. And I know I did. And it brings up a topic. So you're on the beach, right? And, and I'm, you, dude, you, you're in shape. You look good. You're fine. But I'm not the most ripped man out there either. Um, do you get self-conscious being on this beach with a bunch of people that are just absolutely jacked out of their mind? Um, kind of, but not really. So, so there's no real like gym you could work out at, and a lot of the guys like worked out every morning on the beach, like lifting rocks and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live my life. Those guys are literally <laughs> insane. I used to look at them. Nick used to do it. A lot of the other guys used to do it, and I used to look at them in awe because part of it was their bodies look great. The other part of it was like their dedication to working out mm -hmm. in the, I don't know, it probably feels like 110. It's very hot and humid. Yeah, it's like, guys, just get back into shape when you get home. Yeah. I don't think your muscles are going to disintegrate within 16 days. That, that was my take on it. I was like, this is my flabby body. You can take it for what it is. If you love it, you love it. If you hate it, you hate it. But here, I'm just like, I'm here, I'm sitting here, and I'm like kind of in shock. I just don't understand why bodies are that important to you guys as long as you're healthy and like you, you don't work out every day. You look great. I don't, any girl doesn't need more than this. Considering what I eat on a daily basis, I'm incredibly lucky and to so not I. be overweight. Me too. Yeah. I mean, so that's a that's a good point. So 
So being fit is important uh, on all of these series. I think it's obvious. And our listeners love hearing the behind the scenes of the show. And, and I think one thing that is, is not shown often is, is how much like workouts are done with very little weight or very little tools uh, on, in the downtime. So, yeah, there's rock workouts. There's a bunch of squats going on. There's running up and down the beach um, so that everybody can look their best for each other. And also because this will be you know, viewed on national television. Millions of people. Do you know what um, I find? Oh, wait. Can I just say this? You know what I find way more attractive? A guy who's going to sit there and eat with me. <laughs> there. That's it. I'd much rather you eat with me than, like, work out. Ashley, you're, you're, you're the best. Um, <laughs> one guy that is, it, it, well, you know, one guy that is absolutely uh, jacked because he was on my season, uh, or, or I guess Caitlin's season of Bachelor and the season I was a part of, is Ben Zorn. Mm-hmm. And, and Ben Zorn last night has this obsession with his dog, right? We're watching this show, and all he wants to talk about is his dog. Uh, Dean, is this how it was going down in, in real life? Like, is, that, is Zorn only talking about his pup? He didn't only talk about Zeus, but his dog is incredibly adorable. I don't know if you follow him on social media or anything like that, but every time he posts oh, a picture yeah. of it, I'm all over it. Um, so, I mean, he has every right to be obsessed with his dog. He's a, he's a, a handsome little fella. But, um, no, I mean, there were definitely obviously a lot more conversations had that weren't necessarily about just the dog. Um, Ben's a great guy. I was actually just with him this past weekend up in San Francisco. So, um, that we will be seeing I, a lot uh, of him. I was on, I'm on another text thread with him and I, and I texted him last night. I said, Hey, I just want to give you full warning. Like you're going to get made fun of on the podcast because, <laughs> uh, all only thing you talked about was your dog. And, and I got to talk about that because I, I mean, Ben is a great guy. Uh, I love Ben. He's been a good friend since, since the season of Bachelorette, but was he I was on- watching last night. He how, was, how do we he was know on Caitlin's ben season? He was on Caitlyn's season. He came in what sixth, seventh, and you guys, if you didn't know how highly edited his conversation with Raven was when he first walked into <laughs> Paradise, like you're an idiot. I'm sorry. It was like they showed her face responding, and then they would clip right over to him, cut right over to him, and then he'd be talking about his dog. And they'd cut and cut. You have to look for for scenes where you see going from one face to another without a two shot. So explain to us yeah. who don't know, what are you saying? That they weren't really talking to each other? No, well, I'm they saying were. they totally were talking to each other, but her facial expression isn't matching what he's saying. And if, if some guy was talking to me about his dog, I'd be like all in. And that would be a red flag if the girl wasn't. I will say that 99% of mine and Ben's conversations at Paradise were concerning dogs. And I, I mean, most of it was because <laughs> of me. A lot of it was because of him, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I mean, I talk about my dog like a good, you know, 10% of the day. So yeah. they can make that into an entire storyline. Well, I think we all know Ben Ben Zorn is a great guy. And I think it was just something funny to bring up because edited or not, it's still funny and it's still entertaining to watch. And I was watching it last night laughing because he is a friend. And I, and, and I could just imagine that, uh, that he was going to take a lot of heat for, uh, for speaking about his dog more than anything else. Um, so we have a guy last night, uh, and we kind of had to explain who Ben Zorn was because it's been a few years since we've been on The Bachelorette. We have a guy last night that I had no clue who he was. And he, I guess he's, he is nicknamed Santa Claus for whatever reason. Um, but he's hammered last night. I mean, he's, he's drunk. He can't function. Who is Santa Claus, Ashley? Santa Claus was what? I don't know. Somebody on JoJo season. He may have okay, been eliminated so 11, 12, somewhere in there. Dean, do you know him? What, what's that guy's story? Well, I met him for the first time at Paradise. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, Ben. He definitely drank quite a bit that first night, but uh, I think he he realized 
that he needs to tone it back a little bit. In the coming episodes, you'll see a little bit more sober version of him. He seemed like he was actually really into Jasmine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he very much was. I think that he she was his focus and priority the entire time he was in Paradise, which you have, really have to respect. You know, someone coming down and, and focusing solely on one person beforehand. That's me. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, to, to have the, <laughs> the fortitude to go through with something like that. Um, I, I think that a lot of people went in with an open mindset, and, and Nick was one of the few that uh, d- really wanted to dial in on someone. Uh, so where does that, like, is that a common, or where does, I guess, where does the connection come from then? So Nick comes in knowing that he wants to talk to Jasmine. Does that happen way before Bachelor in Paradise, or do you think he just saw her on Nick's season of The Bachelor and thought from that moment on, I want to get to know this woman? That's a great question, Ben, because when I was watching this with my sister Lauren, she said it seems like these two have talked prior. Hmm. What do you think, Dean? I could see that. Part of part of what I really wanted to do before going in as well, and I feel like I keep talking about myself. And I no, you're it. supposed to. We want you to. <laughs> um, I made it a, a concerted effort to not talk to any of the women before I went on the show because I wanted to go in with a, a very blank uh, canvas, I guess, an open mindset to, to meet every single one of them. Um, Is that why you talked to me for advice? Because you knew I was safe? Well, I, I knew you weren't, you weren't going this yeah, year. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it was basically just advice stuff. But yeah, I mean, it seems like they might have talked beforehand. I didn't hear anything of that, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if they had. You're such a good boy. You just followed all the rules, and that's how you don't get in trouble. I am, I follow the rules probably. No, actually, I don't want to say that. But <laughs> in regard to the Bachelor stuff, I want to have as pure and as real of an experience as I can. So I definitely don't want to... Uh, I don't know, break form. Speaking of pure form, um, I know Ben Z hasn't done it the past two years because honestly, he's just been kind of, uh, he's been very chatty with the girls coming off the past two seasons. So I think this season he was like, oh, I'm not going to talk to these girls and I'm going to go into paradise and meet them for real the first time there. Did he tell you anything about that? No, I have, this is my first time hearing about it. Oh, it's juicy. What is coming it? off of Ben's season. Ben, were you aware of this? Uh, I might have been. I'm spilling a lot of tea right here, I <laughs> know. But, you know, that's what we do. We're a podcast. We're supposed to entertain people you know, with gossip. You know what? No, I was aware of it, actually. And because I, I am friends with Ben, and uh, the, the text thread that I'm on with a bunch of Bachelor people, you know, I obviously make fun of each other for everything we choose to do in life. And so one of the one of the things was making fun of Ben Zorn for, you know, kind of talking to the girls that would come off past seasons. And I, and I don't, I mean, knowing Ben, his intentions with that were probably really good. He, he just wanted to get to know these women. Um, I don't know if, if he ever went on a date or if anything was ever, if there was any ever action taken place from him talking to these women. But I was very familiar and very aware with the fact that Ben was talking to women that came off past seasons. I'm curious to know who it was. Oh, I can run down. I actually don't know that. I don't, I don't know that. Ashley, do you have any insight into that? <clears throat> um, from your season? I know that he was like talking to Lauren Himmel, Leah Block, basically anyone from your ten to four. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's uh, an interesting thing for for us to talk to listeners about. Bachelor Nation is is very closely connected, so it's a very risky move too. I think on anybody's part to start talking to people from past seasons or multiple people from past seasons, because just like the three of us know, everybody's going to find out about it like right. very quickly. Ben, there were some crazy rumors going on at Shabby's wedding about you and I. Hmm. What, what were the rumors, Ashley? I don't even know if I can say it for I know our what they PG are. podcast. They said she was oh doing dirty stuff to you. Ashley, is that true? Well, <laughs> that's the rumor. Uh, it's true that there's a rumor, and we obviously oh, okay. can clear up here 
that no, there is nothing going on. I have never how, even kissed Ben. How come you answer that no. question like that, and you answer the question about me and you so much more? Uh, are, <laughs> because uh, so much Ben more and I are professional partners. <laughs> we would never cross that line. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And, and the intrigue, Dean. I just I can't wait for the headline tomorrow uh, to, to be Ashley. I won't answer the question about Dean. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> this is so entertaining. No, everybody. Ashley said it many times. We'll keep saying it again. I absolutely love Ashley. She is one of the best people I know. But there is nothing romantic going on. We are really good uh, partners in this podcast and friends, and that's why uh, working together with her has been so much fun. It's because she really is a friend to me outside of. This podcast, I also confide in her uh, about small things, little things. Um, she knows a lot about me. And uh, and so, no, there's nothing romantic going on. So let the rumors keep spreading. I guess it, any publicity is good publicity. That's what I think. That's why I'm not answering any other questions. But uh, Let's give them something to talk Dean, about. <laughs> yeah, but as far as you and Dean, we're just going to leave it uh, leave it out there and leave it ambiguous because uh, who knows what happened there. Uh, speaking of um, being ambiguous, um, this has nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> um, okay, Dean and Ashley, uh, we've talked about this sponsor before. They are great. They're incredible. I've given this sponsor's uh, product out as a gift to my coworkers. I've talked about that uh, in a previous podcast, but we're going to talk about BioClarity, right? Right. Um, Ashley and Dean, we know how, how important it is to be confident in your own skin, right? You're going to be on national TV. People are going to be judging you. You don't want the unwanted breakout. You want to make sure your skin looks good and clean, but you also want to make sure that you're, you're using products on your skin that are healthy and that, that aren't going to hurt your skin long-term, right? And that is exactly what BioClarity is. Your face, especially Ashley. And, Dean, I got to say yours, too, because only thing I ever hear about, including emails to this podcast, is how can I get to know Dean? So, obviously, your face is doing just fine also, but your face, is no place for weird, harsh chemicals. BioClarity has naturally calming and cleansing extracts, including green tea and chamomile. BioClarity cools and soothes skin with cucumber and oat kernel extracts. Ashley, I know you use BioClarity, right? I do. We definitely know that Dean doesn't because, you know, he doesn't use soap. But his skin is perfect. My skin is perfect because of BioClarity. You guys don't even know. My skin is like an oil mine. It's actually insane. And this stuff reduces my oiliness, but it doesn't dry me out. So I still have a very nice consistency. It's dermatology developed, tested, and recommended. And it's a three-step process. And first, you're going to cleanse. going to remove all the dirt and oil and environmental pollutants. And then you're going to treat it. And then, Ben, this is your favorite portion of the three-step system. The Restore Gel. <laughs> Oh, man, it's my favorite. <laughs> it makes you feel super smooth and refreshed. So go to BioClarity.com and help get the confidence of clear skin. And with our help, we're going to get you this whole set for $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our promo code, which is FAMOUS, F-A-M-O-U-S. Finally, an acne treatment that actually works. Head over to BioClarity.com. Now, on to maybe the uh, largest or our biggest segment in, in any uh, episode of Almost Famous that we've done yet. Uh, Dean, you're here to be our co-host, uh, and we're excited to have you. Uh, this will not be the last time, but uh, we we also brought you in the studio because I, I have a very important question for you. 
uh, one that you know has affected my life in many ways. Um, Dean, there is a lot of rumors out there um, that you could be the next Bachelor. Okay. Would you do it? Um. Well, first of all, I think if I were presented an opportunity like that, you and I would have to have a lengthy conversation. I, I would, of course, be flattered to be presented an opportunity like that. Um, I know I said I, 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 I'm publicly supporting Peter for Bachelor if he so chooses to, to have that position. Um, but again, I would never say no to an opportunity, especially of that magnitude for right away. I would definitely have to consider it um, quite a bit. Um, people really want you to do it. And I mean, I mean that. I think that's got to be a good feeling. I know that the the process of kind of prepping to be the bachelor or before even they ask you to be the bachelor one of the things i was w- most worried about was the scrutiny that it uh, that it entails um but people are huge fans of you dean and they really w- they really want to want to see you find somebody but they also just want to see more of you as, as a person um which has got to be a great compliment to you and, and i hopefully that makes you feel good um one of my i guess one of my concerns going into this uh, when I was going to be the bachelor was, you know, what does it look like at the end? Would I propose or not um, if I was in love? And, and my question to you is, if you find yourself in love at the end of this, um, would you propose to somebody? Well, what, so, so what was your, uh, I guess, thought going into it? My, my thought was, honestly, when I went into being the bachelor, I, I was very confident with the idea that I could walk out of it just dating somebody or being in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually feeling very confident about that idea because uh, it's, it kind of, it, it's, I would say, I don't know, uh, I'm not going to choose my words very carefully here, um, but I, it scared me um, that I could be uh, engaged into the bachelor. Uh, with somebody that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And that ended up not being the case for me, uh, right? I, I feel like I, I knew Lauren well. Um, and, and so all of those fears kind of subsided after uh, more and more time together. But it was a huge concern and one that I, I feel like every bachelor should consider. I, I told Nick the same thing. I said, don't feel like you're going to be the bachelor and that you have to, to propose at the end. But sometimes it is an expectation. And, and I guess, Dean, my question to you is, could you handle that expectation? I guess... I definitely could. I could see myself proposing to someone after eight or nine weeks. I, I don't think I would have gone on the Bachelorette had I not been able to see that within myself. I would kind of go in it with the same mentality as you, where um, it, it would be a different season of sorts. You know, it'd be obviously, uh, in my opinion, maybe a little bit more high energy, a little bit more fun. Just focus more on fun and 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 the romance side of things instead of focusing so heavily on the engagement itself. Um, but as as you just mentioned, I think you put yourself through that process and by the end of it you're you're in a completely different position than you you kind of thought you're you're going to be in so i think it's kind of lame that in this age of the bachelor you're so shamed if you don't propose at the end like the last person that didn't propose was juan pablo and then of course at the beginning of the franchise it wasn't so much a must why does the audience just force the proposal well, I think you guys mentioned that Juan Pablo was under a bit of scrutiny for not proposing, but I think Ben mentioned once before that there were other reasons there are for lots that. Of other people who haven't proposed though in the show's past, oh. and somehow we've gotten to this age where you just have to propose or people hate you. Well, I think it took a turn this season because it switched because it people think she should have stayed with Peter despite his not wanting to propose, and they're ripping on. Rachel and Brian, because that proposal was like the lamest proposal in the history of forever. So I yeah. think it's making a turn. Could be. Well, the, the challenging thing is it's it's like regardless of what the lead does, there will be people thinking it was right and people thinking it was wrong. Um, 
So mm-hmm. so there's basically no winning everyone. Right? I think with Dean as Bachelor, people do just want to watch you and ha- like look at your cute smiley face and your eyes and just see your interaction, think, like your cute self. I don't really know if they'd super care. I think people would get annoyed by me in Stop. a week. No way. That's just my opinion. Um. Well, I do. Have, ben, do you have another question for Dean? Uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, Dean, you also are just like, well, like I just said, the sweetest. So my question for you is how could you possibly deal with 25 girls in breaking up with 24 of them possibly? That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, you just don't like breaking up with people in general. You sometimes ghost them. You have a hard time with like, but it's like out of the sweetness of your heart that you have a hard time with it because you don't want to hurt anyone. So you try to avoid hurting people as best as you can. But in this scenario, you're going to have to hurt 24 girls. Ben, is there any easy way to do that? No, no, there's not. I mean, that that was my next question, Dean, was, you know, are you, I mean, it sounds like you got a great head on your shoulders and you understand that you're never going to make everybody happy. Um, You're going to try really hard to treat these women fairly. And and from what I know about you, you would do that. Um, There's no easy way to go through this experience and not be emotionally connected to the women uh, that are involved. Uh, And Dean, your your biggest asset, uh, and and maybe the one thing that will be, you know, make it make the bachelor being the hardest for you, if that happens for you, will be your heart. Um, it's going to get torn up in a thousand different directions. Uh, you know, one thing that I I would like to tell you is, you know, the crazy part about the bachelor is you're literally breaking up with everyone. You have very little things to celebrate until the very last day is when you can get down on one knee or if you walk out of it happy with somebody else you can you can say hey we did it and, and i love you um but for for most of the experience it's a lot of a lot of heartache uh, and are you ready for that um could anyone ever be ready? yeah that's that? a great point could anyone ever really be ready for that like you said it's it's basically nine weeks of heartache and hardships for one obviously grandiose celebration at the end but um i don't think anyone's really ready for it it's just a, a situation of if you want to be put in that situation, right? That that's that is yeah. the question. I don't know. Just something um, you'd have to think well, about. Well, what, maybe, what maybe concerns not. you uh, as you sit here now and and say say I'm uh, the bachelor and I say, Dean, I want to ask you to consider this. What what what's the thought process and and summary that you would have to go through? Like, what what are some of the things that concern you or the things that would make you excited? Well, I guess to to answer well. Can we flip it back on you? What were some of your biggest concerns going into it? Because again, no, I haven't. No, I have, no, no. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't really given it serious consideration. I've never really considered well, myself to be. <sighs> Think about it right now. I mean, if if the bachelor would come to you and say, Dean, we want you to consider this because this is how it will happen if if it does go down. Right? They called me. They said, Ben, we want you to consider this. Uh, you have X amount of days uh, to process through these thoughts. Uh, and right away, I know as soon as they asked me, my mind started twirling. And, and I can tell you that some of the stuff I thought within those first two minutes after they asked me were the things that were the biggest issues to me later on. So as I asked you that, and you'd have to start thinking about it, what would be some of the stuff that comes to your mind? I guess, did they, was it, was it like a contractual obligation for you to walk away from that with a proposal? I would assume not, but. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know. My mind's just working like a million okay, miles a I, second right now. Can I, I ask a question that may no, 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 easily no, no, no. bring him Actually, to that? You gotta have him answer this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he just let, he's gotta answer it. I think I think it boils back down to as as you alluded to initially as well. You you're under a lot of scrutiny, and 
regardless of what you do, whether you think it's right or wrong, people are going to find the wrong in it. And I, I think that I handle scrutiny well, but I still let it affect me way more than I want it to. And I think at the end of the day, that would be maybe the biggest hurdle for me to overcome. All right. As a girl, I need to ask you this. Hmm. Um, being your age is not that huge of a deal because you're 26 and Ben was 26 when he was The Bachelor. But I want you to really think about this. If you were The Bachelor and you're supposed to be on the search for your forever one, mm-hmm. are you sure you're ready to not be with anybody else for the rest of your life, especially given the temptation that comes along with the bachelor. Like you're going to be such a sex symbol. Like why would you want to settle down at that point? I think that's, I think that's kind of ridiculous to even think about. I, I, I don't really have an interest in pursuing 20 different women outside of the show. I mean, not even on the show really, but like I, I would like to go on a show. Not, <laughs> I would like to find a relationship that can allow me to be with that person for the rest of my life. I'm not interested in, going out and playing a bunch of women and hooking up with as many people as possible. So to be able to go on and find someone that I can spend the rest of my life with, I think is, is the obviously the purest joy that you could come from that. Um, that's not really an interest of mine, honestly, to, yeah. to, to play. Dean, with I, I'll, let's, let's make this easier on you now. We've, we've just hounded you. I, I honestly, I just wanted to hear your thoughts and because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in your life, you're going to be asked uh, a similar question. Why I just asked you, uh, dude, you're a good dude. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it. You're going to be fine. There's scrutiny. You know it going into it. Uh, at the end of it, it can be one of the most beautiful moments of your life. Uh, the experience itself is not easy. It's hard. Um, and it is. I will never claim that. It, it can be fun at times, but it's really hard. Uh, but it is worth it because you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about a bunch of other people. And if you're as lucky as I was, uh, you have a lot of great women that invest a lot of their time and take a lot of their life time out of their life to come try to meet you. Um, so man, if they ask you, I just encourage you to think through it, but know that you can do it and you can do it really well. You can do it a lot better than I did. Um, and, and, and honestly, uh, I think there's a, a great couple guys that they're considering and, uh, I'm excited to see who they choose. Um, in my opinion, game, I feel like us out, here collectively, we just may have crowned Dean <laughs> the next bachelor. So Dean, do you wear contacts? Because if you do, you're going to need a lot of pairs to see all those girls. I don't wear contacts. Okay. Well, well, you know, sometimes I do um, to concerts. But what's nice is that because I only wear them for certain occasions, like I don't like to keep them in that little case with the liquid in them. I just like to put them in for a day and then throw them out. And thanks to Hubble contacts, I am able to do that because they give me quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guys. These contacts are sent directly to me and they're half the price. Contacts are expensive now because there are four companies that control 97% of the market until Hubble came around. Contacts have never been more convenient and affordable, and they have been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, and Mashable. So it's a very reliable, well-trusted website. All right, everybody. Go to HubbleContact.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's for free. No money at all. It's free. That's 15 pair of lenses for free. Again, that's no money. You really can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering our listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to HubbleContact.com and get 2020 vision. I think that's perfect vision <laughs> for half the price. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contact.com. All right, into the final two segments of the Almost Famous podcast, first season of Bachelor in Paradise, first episode. Here's the deal. 
We're going to take some callers. Do we have any callers on the line? Yes, we have Emily in Indiana. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Hi. How are you? What up? I'm That's so a fellow good. Hoosier. I'm actually a Boilermaker. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I shouldn't have said that. You're going to hang up on me. <laughs> Emily, do you have a question about Bachelor in Paradise? I do. I have a question for Dean. I've heard um, Ashley on her podcast talk a lot about the behind the scenes um, for the girls. And I kind of wondered how it was um, comparably with the guys, like sleeping arrangements, um, showering, or um, like obviously you don't have a bunch of makeup sitting around. So was it as uncomfortable and everything? I didn't mind it. So as Ashley mentioned earlier in the podcast, I actually reached out to her for some advice before heading into paradise. And she had mentioned how rough the living conditions down there are. Um, the guys' rooms, there's two rooms. There's probably like six beds in each, maybe eight, um, one bathroom for each. And I mean, I honestly didn't mind it. Um, it gets kind of messy. I mean, myself particularly, I just kind of had my clothes wherever they fell. Um, <laughs> But it wasn't an issue ever. Like, everyone was able to shower on time. Um, no one was ever, like, really waiting for a bathroom. It was basically just like you're living um, in a bunk bed with, you know, five other guys. For... It's like summer camp. Yeah. I've never been to summer camp. I imagine what it, it is like. And the thing is, it's a lot easier for guys than it is for girls. Mm -hmm. The girls actually have their own dressing room um, for all our clothes and all our makeup. They have vanities and lights and all that. I mean, I enjoy it, too. Like, I wake up. Uh, like say like 7:30 a.m. and uh, I look over and I see like Diggy is still sleeping in his bed, so I'm like, all right, I can still sleep for a little bit longer. So um, <laughs> it's nice to be able to to have your friends around, and and we really didn't have any issues with it. At least I didn't personally. Yeah, very cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank yeah, you, Emily. Hey, thanks, Emily. Great question. Now we have Vanessa on the phone in Ontario, Canada. Hey, Vanessa. Oh my God. Hi, Ashley. Hi. How you doing? Uh, is Dean there? Hey, He's Vanessa. Here. I love you. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. And hi, Ben. I love you, too. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm let you guys talk. <laughs> do you have a question about Paradise? I do. I do. So I was just wondering, obviously, this question for Dean, but when Corinne made her welcome speech and you kind of gave a little bit of a look in the episode, I was wondering if that was the editing or if you actually had a, a little bit of an issue with her welcoming um <laughs> that was the editing wasn't it that was the, Actually, was the no i don't know i don't want to i would never say i have an issue with corinne i think that her yeah. speech was a little bit i, I want to use the welcome. word narcissistic welcome me to paradise and that's just that's just not really my style so i rolled my eyes a little bit and it was it was just purely reactionary i didn't realize it until watching it back but i thought it was hysterical <laughs> also amen <laughs> Um, but no, the the limited time I spent with Corinne, she seems like a sweet girl. <laughs> it was just that that moment. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> that, was talking. <laughs> that was a great question. Oh, thank you. I love you guys so much. Ashley, watch all your or listen. I should say to all your podcasts. I don't even know what I'm saying, and I'm so nervous. But... Oh well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for calling, Vanessa. And you oh, guys. Geez. <laughs> Shameless plug. That is the I Don't Get It podcast she's referring to. And I actually had Jared Wells and Cupcake on this week. They were talking about things that they don't get about dating. So you should go check that out. But now we have Megan in Boston calling. Hi. Hi. Hi it's Ashley. How are you doing? Hi, Ashley. I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your question for Dean? Or Ben. Oh, my question was actually for Ben. 
There it is. Of course. See, the one time I thought I was Everybody forgets hurting. about me, and I'm sitting back Oh, I would never waiting. forget about you, Ben. Um, <laughs> What's going on? Um, well, my question was, I was wondering if you would ever consider going to Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, Ben in Paradise. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't think so. Um, it, I, I'm not against it, and I do enjoy uh, watching it. It just doesn't. When I watch it, it kind of gives me anxiety. Um, I think for a couple reasons, right? You know, there it's a lot of fun and it's it's very kind of free spirited. And I'm just, I really am not that kind. I'm not good at dating in that way. Um, I, I'm much more uh, just kind of one on one traditionalist. Um, even though I did the Bachelor, um, but I, I don't think so. However, you know, kind of like my answer last week for being the Bachelor again was you can never close the door to a possibility or to an opportunity. Um, and so if there was somebody from a past season that I had my eye on or, or that I was really interested in meeting and I didn't know any other way to meet them outside of paradise, then, then I think the risk would be worth it. Uh, I, you could see me going there, but it would have to take the right person. And I don't think I would go unless I knew that there was somebody that was going to be there that, that I really wanted to meet. Got it. Oh, my gosh. I'm That's a good question, though. That was a good Why? question. Well, thank you for the question. It, re- it really was a good one. I, uh, we joke about it a lot, but it is one now that I, I probably, I guess, again, could consider. Um, but right now, I just don't think it's a uh, possibility. Yeah. It would be awesome if we could see you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe but one I day. I have, Dean, I have Dean for consolation for now. I'll take, I'll take a consolation <laughs> prize. What about <laughs> – hey, Ben, what about winter games? Uh, you – I <laughs> – Good question, Dean. I have no clue what Winter Games even is. So uh, I don't know if they do, but if Winter Games is a cool concept and it seems fun, and it, then yeah, I definitely think I would do it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I would have to, I would have to kind of hear what it is first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Winter Games would be fun. It sounds like it's going to be more of like a competition aspect than a. Actually, I'm not, I have no real idea, but being a Colorado yeah. guy, I'm sure you could be interested in doing something like that. So that'd be cool. Yeah, man. Well, I hope maybe I could see you there. Um, uh, finally, we could meet in person. Yeah, that'd be great. One of these days. Or in Honduras. So, All right. That, buddy. You guys, we got to go on to Caroline in Pennsylvania. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Hey, guys. What's up? How are you? We're great. Um, I'm What doing is great. your question? My question is how you guys feel about the rule that Wells is not going to be dating anybody and is solely going to be bartending. Well, when I first heard that Wells was going to be the bartender, I definitely thought that was just their way to make his entrance into paradise and then people would start dating the bartender. Um, I don't think that's actually going to happen. He was pretty firm on that yesterday. I know Amanda was a little disappointed and... um, if I hadn't dated him previously and I was part of this cast, then I also would have been very disappointed. Uh-huh. I bet. Dean, uh, can you, you give us any little think? scoop? Uh, what about you, Ben? What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, Dean, you're going to ask me quite. I like this. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Wells is a very sought-after man. I mean, I think uh, Wells is such a good dude. He's funny. He's, he's good-looking. I, I can see him being... Um, uh, something that the women really get like to get to enjoy or get to know there. Um, but it's also, I think, a cool element to have him as a bartender because it does kind of separate and give him a perspective now where he can speak to each person or each couple uh, individually with a little bit of better perspective than maybe um, the former bartender could. I, I want to know yeah, that, Dean, definitely. Was, 
Was he a good bartender? I will say that I definitely confided in Wells quite a bit in regard to relationship issues. Um, so it was great to have a, a, a familiar perspective there. Um, I guess we just have to wait and find out if he goes on any dates or not. He's got a smile on. Like, maybe he does. I always have yeah, a smile I mean, on. Though, you do. Seen, so there has to be, like, somebody left over for the rest I'm of the telling night. you. That's what I tweeted <laughs> yesterday. I was like, I don't know how any You're of these girls are looking yeah. at anyone other than Dean. What do, you, what do you guys think about Wells for Bachelor? No. Wells for Bachelor. I think he'd be a good one. Yeah. Would he do it? I don't know. You guys obviously know him. Do you think he would be up for that? I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, I think he'd be uh, yeah. great when he's so talkative. Like, Didn't he, definitely wouldn't be. Wasn't he dating like four or five him. girls at the same time in Paradise last year? He was a bachelor in Paradise. He was the bachelor yeah, in Paradise. Bachelor. He went on three dates. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with Peter for now. I, I think we stick with Dean or Peter. Um, I'm with either the. Every time I see you, Dean, I like you more and more. I think you're. You and Ben that's seem like a, such great guys. That's incredibly sweet of you to say. Thank you so much. I'm surrounded yeah, by wonderful welcome. men at all times. Yeah, I'm so jealous of you. You are living <laughs> your best life right now. So <laughs> it really makes guys that are outside the Bachelor family like crap. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. No, I agree. It's like it's hurting me too, and I'm not even in like the Bachelor world. I feel like, like, like Dean or Ben. Like, no, you're not good enough. <laughs> no, honestly, like every time I go on a date, I'm like, I think I'm just gonna continue to date inside the franchise. They're screened for me. They're beautiful, yeah, and yeah. they have wonderful souls. I mean, yeah. What, how can you go wrong with that? I agree. All right, uh, we gotta move on now. All right. Well, thanks, guys. It was great talking to you. Good Likewise. talking to you. Hey, Dean, do you remember last time you were here, we were talking about how you were going to get some blue apron sent to your door and you were going to cook. And Amy was a little afraid because she was like, I'm not going to let a guy who doesn't wash his hands cook. <laughs> I said I trust it. So tell us how did it go? Yeah. So I got three meals delivered to my house. Um, and uh, for Amy's uh, sake, I did wash my hands but when I was preparing the, the meals. Um, they were great. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was fish, there was chicken. Um, they were all delicious. So I, I have two roommates, um, and I was sent three meals. So I cooked three meals, all, all tasted delicious. Uh, yeah. So, so Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S., leading to, uh, more seafood sourced sustainably through standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch, beef, chicken, and pork coming from responsibly raised animals, which I love. Produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe. They are reducing food waste. And when I cooked for my roommates, the best part about it was I used literally every single ingredient that were in all three packages. Uh, another selling point of Blue Apron for me is how affordable it is. For less than $10 a person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with the pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals, even for those that are inept at cooking like myself. Dean, great job. First commercial spot. You crushed it. <laughs> the finish is up here. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Going to blueapron.com slash almost famous to check out Blue Apron. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash almost Famous. Oh, we got one more caller. It's Kayla in Oregon. Hi. Hi. What's your question? Yeah, it was okay. So it's about Bachelor in Paradise. Um, 
I was just curious if there's like more sex going on than like <laughs> blunt. Wait, what was the full question? <laughs> if there, okay, so obviously not in like the first week, but is there like more sex going on than like the TVs in the show, like shows? I think you're referring to the boom boom room. There are cameras everywhere. Um, there are oh. a couple rooms that have like a like, curtain, and are... I don't know, Dean. I've never been in that room. <laughs> well, well, Kayla, <laughs> I did share a boom boom room, but there was no boom booming because it is the one. There's, I think, there's two of them, and sometimes I, I personally am a very big fan of cuddling, and uh-huh. there were, a, oh my, there God. were several occasions <laughs> where we would go in and, and, and snuggle. I mean, of course, I, I can't speak to the show itself. I'm sure Ben can. I would imagine there's more in Paradise than there is on The Bachelor Bachelorette just because there's more couples. I can clarify this. There is more sex that's going on in Paradise. Um, they're, they're just doing it all the time. I can say that I had as much sex on Paradise as I did on The Bachelorette. So I was just, that, I had like two questions. Like, are you guys allowed to stay the night together like from first night on or is it just like the boom, boom room? So in Paradise... You can st- sleep wherever you want, whenever you want, okay. with whomever you want. There was a rule post mm-hmm. um, um, break that you had to both consent on camera before going in, and that was just for the show's purposes. They wanted to ensure that no, you know, no one was doing anything against their will. On a sad note, um, usually at the end of every Paradise season, I'm the only girl sleeping in the girls' room by myself, <laughs> and everybody else is coupled up in other beds throughout the resort. That's awesome. Well, that's sad, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Love you guys. Dean, I mean, you're going to have to get used to these kind of questions. I have a feeling that questions more intense than that are going to be in your future very soon. You're going to have to know how to answer them. I just which also is a good reason to keep uh, your morals and values in check throughout all of these experiences because if you don't want to have to lie, and you don't want to have to skirt around issues, then you might as well hold yourself to a standard that's above reproach. That's so uh, that's I true. thought it was a great question. If you if you never lie, you never have to remember anything, right? That's the quote. Although, whenever Ashley is sitting next to me, she'll be sure to put me on blast at any given moment. So That's right. Pre- appreciate hey, that, Ashley. Hey, that's the journalist in me. Um, Dean, I think Dean is actually that? pissed at me for the first time in his life. No, that's okay. Hey, uh, relationships have that, and it, it actually brings us into our last segment, which is listeners' emails. And um, if Dean is mad at you or not, this is a great question for that. Uh, this is from Karen. Karen is from Canada, and she asked, she says, I'm 23, and I've been dating my boyfriend for almost four years. Throughout our whole relationship, we have never fought at all, which is a good sign for the two of you as you sit in studio together. I've always been pretty proud of this, and so my girlfriend started saying this is a red flag. And fighting is essential to keep a relationship strong. They want to know your thoughts. So, Dean, because yeah. uh, you may be a little frustrated with Ashley right now, is this a good thing or a bad thing for your relationship? I think that the fact that Karen has been dating her boyfriend for four years and had zero fights with him, I think that's, an, that's a great sign. I think that's amazing. I think that your friends wanting to say those are red flags or maybe because they've been in relationships that have arguments. and I don't know. I think that any relationship that you can be constantly happy in, is a good thing. I agree. Are those friends jealous or something? That's jealousy. really, that's weird. It's yeah. not a red flag. I mean, a little argument here or there, that's healthy, but no fights, that's not necessary. Hey, guys, uh, just to close this up here, Dean, I have one final question for me from Kenzie from Utah. Um, if Rachel and Brian break up, Dean, would you try to date Rachel again? 
I don't even want to consider that as a hypothetical. I w- wish nothing but the best for them, and I I don't even want to consider answering that. Perfect. Question. Well, you know what? So does the Almost Famous podcast. We re- we hope the best for Rachel and Brian. Uh, they seem to be doing really well. Dean, we, we hope the best for you. Thank you for joining us today um, on the Almost Famous podcast. Dean, we're going to teach you something real quick, okay? I'm going to close this out how we do. I, I say this is the Almost Famous podcast. I've been Ben. <laughs> Dean, who have you been? I've been Dean. <laughs> And I've been Ashley. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you very, very soon for more Bachelor in Paradise Insight. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.